Welcome back to the Maroon Weekly. It is seventh week, and as always, I'm Isaac. And it is just me today in studio because none of my other co-hosts could make it. So I've got five very interesting stories for all of you today, including a talk on monogamy, a talk on the relations between the United States and Iran, some new planets were discovered, a community talk hosted by the Chicago Police Department, and an article on diva cups in the reg. So I'll get started with the talk on monogamy. Last Monday, in an article written by Jeremy Lindenfield, University of Alberta Associate Professor of Native Studies Kim Talbear spoke at Harper Memorial Library as part of an event organized by the Chicago Center for Contemporary Theory. Her lecture, Settler Love is Breaking My Heart, explored the constructs and structures of compulsory monogamy as a tool for the colonization of indigenous peoples and how more than monogamous relationships are a tool for decolonization and reinstitution of indigenous ways of life. Talbear grew up on a Flandreau-Santee Sioux reservation in South Dakota and in St. Paul, Minnesota. She is an enrolled member of the Sasetan Wapetan Oyate in South Dakota, according to her biography on the website. She is also a Canada Research Chair in Indigenous Peoples, Technoscience, and Environment, a position awarded to her by the Canadian government, and writes a blog titled The Critical Polymorist. Talbert began her lecture by dedicating her talk to the many humans from suffering from profound loneliness within their monogamous relationships or due to other deprivations stemming from a compulsory monogamy structure. The term compulsory monogamy refers to both social norms surrounding monogamy as well as the economic and logistical benefits of state-sanctioned marriage. Talbert's lecture dove into the origins of these notions and their societal and historical consequences, especially for indigenous peoples whose relations before settler colonialism did not follow traditional monogamy. Throughout her lecture, Talbert illustrates how oppressive treatment of indigenous peoples by the United States and Canadian governments forcibly reshaped the ways indigenous people relate to each other and more than humans, which Talbert describes as entities such as land, water, and other than human relatives. Settler states in the construct of compulsory monogamy, Talbert said, violently shape and suppress the sexual realities and relationships of indigenous life. Talbert also spoke openly about her own experience with monogamy and family. Being married, squeezing myself into the box of a normative marriage is the hardest thing I have done, Talbert said. However, Talbert noted that she would rather see these benefits untethered from the legalities of monogamy rather than simply expanding to include a more diverse definition of marriage. Talbert finished her lecture by telling the audience, may your networks of love and relations be many and not caged within settler colonial norms of rapacious individualism, hierarchies of life, and ownership of land, water, bodies, and desires. Transitioning to an article written by UN Liu on the relations between the United States and Iran, on Friday, February 7th, the Institute of Politics hosted Sherman Cruz, director of nonprofit organization Refugee, professor at the Northwestern University Pritzker School of Law, and president and chair of TEDx Youth Wrigleyville, to discuss her experiences growing up in Iran during the first 10 years of the Iranian Revolution and her perspective on U.S.-Iran relations after the strike that killed Iran Major General Qasem Soleimani. Cruz acknowledged that although she continues to be critical toward the Iranian government, she thinks that, at least from a human rights perspective, things have improved since the outbreak of violence. She then acknowledged having had negative experiences in America as an Iranian immigrant, but claimed that the prejudice and misunderstanding were caused by a lack of interaction and called for more open communication. She suggested that there could still be hope if both sides began actively pursuing peace, however. In the eyes of many Iranians, the United States committed a hostile act by assassinating the second most powerful man in Iran. Cruz maintained that many things were unclear in determining whether President Trump's order to strike was a violation of the War Powers Act. 
she pointed out that he did not notify Congress in advance with a classified briefing. However, according to Cruz, hostilities seem to have lessened since the beginning of 2020, partly due to the actions that Congress took immediately after the strike. Cruz ended her talk on a hopeful note regarding the future of U.S.-Iran relations. Even if we don't become best friends, maybe there's an opportunity to live together as neighbors, Cruz said. In an article written by Peyton Jefferson about newly discovered planets, NASA teams involving UChicago faculty and graduate students recently discovered two planets beyond our solar system through transitioning exoplanet survey satellite, TESS, mission. A potential Earth-sized planet in the habitable zone and a circumbinary planet, which rotates around two stars, were both identified. TESS's mission is to find small, rocky planets that could potentially host life by looking at the brightest stars near the Earth to find transitioning exoplanets, which orbit around a star other than our Sun. In doing this, the satellite has discovered its first Earth-sized planet in the habitable zone, named TOI-700D. The other planet, the circumbinary planet, is named TOI-1338b. Scientists discovered it after noticing a signal on the star's light curve, a graph of the light intensity of an object over time, prompting them to believe that it was a potential circumbinary planet candidate. And, through further extensive simulations, reproduction of the test data, and radial velocity data, the velocity of a body along the sightline of the observer, a method used to examine many celestial bodies, the planet was ultimately confirmed as circumbinary. All of the data obtained by TESS is public, making it accessible to everyone, including all of those in the science community, including you astrophysics majors, if any of you are listening. Transitioning to a more community-based talk, the Chicago Police Department held a series of community talks at four different places around the city through the week of February 3rd, 2020. This article was written by one of my co-hosts, Beza. This is the first time that the CPD is hosting talks promising reforms for its relationship with the community while being under the consent decree. The consent decree, approved by a federal judge on January 31st, 2019, set out a detailed plan for reforms that must be implemented by the City of Chicago and CPD. The federal court will determine whether the city and CPD are following the requirements of the consent decree, ensuring that the CPD follow through with the promises it makes to the community. Split into two sessions, the meeting consisted of 14 table topics that each had a host, a documenter, and a policy analyst. Participants were prompted to join the table with the policy topic they most resonated with and discuss their concerns, needs, and hopes for the community's relationship with CPD. The tables for prohibition of sexual misconduct and officer-involved death and shooting investigation were popular among participants. Lastly, to wrap up this episode of the Maroon Weekly, in an article written by Gina Lee, the Health and Wellness Student Committee of Student Government, SGS, partnered with DivaCup, a manufacturer of feminine hygiene products, to provide free menstrual cups in the reg. The committee began sending out online forms in late January to gauge student interest in attending menstrual cup training sessions and receive a free Diva Cup. Training sessions will be held throughout winter quarter by committee members who will have themselves undergone training. Distribution of menstrual cups will begin late winter quarter to early spring quarter. In a statement to the Maroon, the university said that campus and student life is open to considering new ideas to provide menstrual products on campus. In addition, the Health and Wellness Student Committee is working towards destigmatizing the talk around menstrual health. It is crucial for a menstruating person to be aware of all their options, Susan O, a committee member said. We hope that this project takes off and becomes a long-term, sustainable practice of providing menstrual cups for students. Look for even more health-related articles and news in the upcoming health and wellness issue, which will be coming out later this week. Some of the articles are already online. 
So that concludes this episode of the Maroon Weekly. Unfortunately, it was only me in the studio today, and I apologize for maybe sending horse. I'm also dealing with a little bit of a cold today. Maybe something's going around. But as always, I'm Isaac. Thank you to the Logan Cage staff for the audio recording equipment. Audio and music for the Maroon Weekly was provided in part by Aaron Senden, Andrew Dietz, and Kenny Vega. Looking ahead, we will be releasing a couple special reports on some articles that were written about maybe the coronavirus, artificial intelligence, and a very big special report episode or series of episodes concerning faculty governance. So as always, I'm Isaac, and we will see you next week.